Welcome back to Season 2 of TK's A-Brigade. I am your host, TK. And today I have a guest on who is a former Coloradoan and current Iowan. And I got to sit down with him. His name is Rock Armstrong. We got to talk about some things about his life growing up in Colorado and what uh, took him where he's at today. And he shared with me some of those things. So we are doing a three-part series in this first part of the series, uh, we can talk a little bit about where Rock came from and some different uh, issues that we both see that are going on in the culture. So please tune in and listen here on TK's A Brigade. You grew up in Loveland, correct? Yeah, I grew up in Loveland. Okay, and then, so you went to Thompson Valley or did you go to Loveland High? No, I, I graduated from Thompson Valley in 1995. I, I was the vice president of the student body that last year. Okay, so, and I think I've asked you this. Do you know uh, Do you know Sean Wright or Ryan Williams? I think that the name Sean Wright sounds really, yeah, I think you did ask me, and I think Sean Wright, is he, I, I'm pretty sure he's a friend on my Facebook, but I think, did he skate? No, he was a musician. He was a, he was a, he was a mountain kid musician, but... Okay. Um, he hung okay, out with. Maybe I don't know who he is, but and but he, he's probably on my Facebook. I, I think out of my four thousand friends on Facebook, like three thousand of them are from Loveland area. Right. <laughs> yeah. He uh, and then like Seth Kewen was uh, went to Love or went to Thompson Valley. Um, yeah, that name is very familiar. Not friends with him, but I do remember him. This is where this story gets interesting because you moved to Cedar Rapids in '95, correct? No, 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 no. I I moved to Oklahoma in 1997. Oh, okay. And then, I, or 1998, and then I moved up to see, up to uh, Coralville, and you know, in that area, I moved to Iowa, I should say, in 2001. Okay. And and then I moved up to. I've only been in Cedar Rapids for like seven years now. Oh, okay, okay. So well, here's here's what's crazy. I I I grew up in Cedar Rapids. I moved to Colorado in 1995. Okay. Uh, I lived in Urbandale for a year and a half before we come before coming to Colorado. Okay. But I mean, I've I've still got like I've still got friends, and when I say all over, man, I got friends in Marion. I got friends out yeah. in Whittier. Uh, you know, I've got friends in Robbins. I've got friends in Corville, Iowa City, right? And it's crazy because, you know, I talked to some of them, and you know, back home, and it, you know, it's funny because. Not a lot has changed as far as like, you know, what they perceive Cedar Rapids to be. But like you said, there was a windstorm. Would you say it was 2020? Yeah, and it just blew everything over, like big time. It caused yeah a ton of damage. So okay, yep. so so coming from Colorado back to you know back going moving into Cedar Rapids like. What we were just talking about, like, what is your perception of like, if someone were to say, "Oh, you're from Iowa," you like, you, what do you live on the farm and you milk the cow? Like, what would be your, what would be your response to that? I would say it's definitely not that. Like, that's not at all how I associate Iowa because you know when I think about farms, I honestly think more so about um, Eastern Loveland than I think about Iowa. Not that it's not here, not that there's not more of it here, right? But my experience here is not not running through cornfields and i was in loveland we ran through cornfields <laughs> right right i mean they have the corn fed but at the same time i would say like from a political standpoint definitely more conservative i mean even though cedar rapids is kind of a a mix is definitely more conservative from a um from a political standpoint and and loveland has definitely taken a 
hard, hard left turn. Big time. Since I was there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think the state of Colorado has been more has turned a, like so, like pretty turned left like in the last ten even ten years. Yes. Yeah. Like really hard left, and and it's funny because yeah, we were all gun gun shooting weed smokers, and so there was always that little bit of that 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 weed part would have been the left, the gun shooting would have been the right, but we were all kind of like good old boys back in the day you know yeah. like even though even though I, I was a skater and we skated we were still kind of like good old boys you know um but and but then but then what what i've noticed is just you know my family still lives in Colorado. I mean, in fact i've got grandparents that that are in their 90s that live at good samaritan oh, in yeah. Loveland. I know right and, <laughs> and so and so yeah it's like they, they they're like they've told me the the changes that have gone on and honestly what has happened is it seems that homelessness has gone up and like even the tension level and the anger has gone up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like even camping out there, my dad like lit my dad owns property in Fort Collins and Loveland and Greeley. Uh-huh. But he's choosing to live the R V lifestyle and he's over there between, you know, right across the street from um Big Thompson school. Oh dude. On the way yeah. up to thirty four. Oh, yeah. So he lives over there and he says that the that the culture there in the past ten years has just gotten from a really kind of like enjoyable thing to a lot of like seemingly just angry people. And I don't understand it. I, you know, I'll be honest, bro. The, the influx of Californians um, and people from like Arizona and Oregon, the influx have, that have come to Colorado has changed even the, um, like the, the, the vibe that you get when you're on the highway. Yep. Cause I remember yeah. when I first came out here, like, you know, I mean, you could, you know, this is a subjective statement, but you know, you are, people always think they're the best driver or that, you know, everybody around them are idiots, right? Yeah. But I, my, my, I had my brothers and my dad lived in California for uh, almost two decades. And I've been to California a few times. And when I first visited California, I thought, man, these people don't know how to drive. But then about <laughs> five years ago, we went to Illinois and I've never seen, uh, so so much obtuse driving where people not only do they not use blinkers but will cut you off like like brake check you and i'm like okay so you get a mix of people that don't either know how to drive properly or or just simply think that they own the road and that mentality has intensified in colorado in the last yeah i'm gonna say 10 years people just get yep. mad over the dumbest things i had a guy we were i was pulling out of a chick-fil-a in in denver and this guy literally like i was i was no i'm sorry i wasn't pulling out of the chick-fil-a i was in the parking lot but i was gonna, i was passing the drive-through exit and this guy pulls out in this little honda like literally cuts me off almost hits my my front bumper and uh and so I, I so i pull up to him i'm like hey bro you know did you even notice that i was pulling out and he, you know he's like f you and i was like f me i'm like for real did you realize that i had the right of way that you weren't you didn't have the right of way he's like oh no i always have the right of way if i want to yeah. go i'm gonna go f you and i was like and so of course you know like being a country kid i'm like bro if you if that's how you feel let's just Put it in park, bro, and I'll drag you out of your car, you know? <laughs> he reaches I know out. the feeling. I know the feeling. But you know what? That's even what happened with with truths in our society, too. Like, the truth in that situation is the law. The law in that situation is that, you know, there's an order to the way that we drive. But what's happened is people have taken that same kind of mentality and applied it to spiritual, which is why um, so many people have deviated from 
you know, the gospel. Come on. Come on, bro. And, Let me hear it. And that's, yeah, that's, that's what's happened because everything has become subjective and everyone's ignoring the objective part. People are, you know, I had someone, I sat down with a, someone that's not a believer um, a couple, a couple weeks ago. And he's like, well, you mean to tell me that you believe that Moses went up to uh, the top of the mountain. He didn't know all the terminology and stuff. He goes, went to the top of the mountain by himself and came back with these big giant rocks that God wrote with his finger. And I was like, well, yeah. He goes, well, doesn't that sound like Joseph Smith from, um, from the Mormon uh, religion? And I said, it kind of does. I said, but here's the difference. The credibility of the Bible is proven over and over with archaeological evidence, with all kinds of stuff. They cannot prove anything on that the Book of Mormon and the experiences of, you know, the gold tablets and all this stuff. There's like no evidence of it. I said, so you have to look at the source of where the information is coming from. Because if someone came and told me this happened, I would have a hard time believing it. But because I understand the history and where the Bible came from and how it is is written over a period of 1400 years with one common theme and that's god and his love for man and the redemption of the man the man by man i mean humanity that he loves right and so it's like when you look at it from that standpoint and and you don't have to that's what i've learned you don't have to check your brain out at the door you can study this and you're going to find people that try to you know rebuke some of this stuff and 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 come against it in, in some sort of fashion but when but the evidence is overwhelming and that's why, um, you know, there are things that are subjective, like our, our our stories, but our stories should also line up with what the Word of God says, which is an objective um, written Word of God. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, and what's crazy, too, when you say that, bro, about perspective, because even with the conversation I had with my boy yesterday, like it was interesting, you know, when you have, uh, when you have a perception of something and, and that perception is your reality, uh, and you have a conversation with somebody that has a different perception and their reality is different from yours. Um, you know, him and I have a very much of a common ground. So, you know, our perceptions about things, you know, we differ from experience, right? But like, take my little brother, for example, um, my little brother was a hardcore junkie who lived on the streets of South LA and Southern California for nine years. And there were seasons where he was, uh, so, you know, so methed out. Uh, he would call me, um, and he'd be like, bro, I'm sitting in this car. Um, and these suburban black suburbans are following me. Uh, and they're trying to, to kill me because of the information that I have. And I'm like, bro, you you are clearly high on something because, and I and I told him this. I said, I love you. Don't get me wrong, but you're not that important. Like you're not you're not important enough, bro, to 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 the powers that be on this world, to uh, for them to send out a, a group of assassins to come and kill you. Oh yeah, man, right. I could see him. And but you know, again, his perception was his reality. And, you know, we, we, like when we talk about delusional mindsets, people that are delusional, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, in the end, in the end times that, you know, people will become delusional they become lovers of themselves boasting, you know, their, their love will, you know, will grow cold because they have this mindset and they have this belief that is not the truth, you know? Yes. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate because because not only do our children have to um, be around that with their friends and stuff, but the agendas that the schools push, and, and I'm not even talking about specific agendas that everyone knows about right now, but just the overall 
idea of everything subjective. You can read, they'll teach you a story. I mean, you know what? C.S. Lewis in The Abomination of Man, uh, Abolition of Man, sorry. It, it's it's amazing uh, and how teachers have taken a, a single intentional writing by the author and they allow the student to interpret it however they want without really looking at what the author's intentions were. And so when you approach every, you know, thing, literary uh, art in that way, even though there is a known intention, but you but you allow it to be so subjective, it teaches kids that everything is subjective. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, right. It 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 generalizes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it, it's interesting that you bring up that perspective as well, because uh, you know, currently in Colorado, uh, Polis just passed the uh, Reproductive Equality Act. And, um, you know, with the Roe versus Wade, um, you know, debacle or whatever you want to call it going on with the Supreme Court, you know, it gives it gives women here in Colorado the right to abort a baby on the delivery table so they can be full term. They can be deli- in the in the middle of delivering a baby and the, and the and the woman decides that she doesn't want the baby any longer and the, the doctor can terminate the pregnancy right then. Uh, see, and I, I have a problem with that. So I'm not going to be one of those people that go and tout pro-choice or pro-life. Like, for my own personal life, I'd be pro-choice, but God allows us to sin. So, so I mean, in my life, I'd be pro-life. I don't know if I said that right. But for the world, you know, as a Christian, it's not my job to go and tell the world how to live. My, my job as a Christian is to go and, um, and, and make disciples, you know, to love God and love people. Amen. But isn't, but how can our, so here's the question, though, regardless of what, where my belief is with that. How can someone think that that is even okay? Like, where on the moral spectrum does that the spectrum does that lie? It to me, it doesn't even. It, it's almost like, well, are we just doing this because we can? Is that is that the intention? I mean, is this truly all about a woman's rights? I mean, because oh god, the, the fight goes back and forth. You know, on one side you have the people that are like, well, it's the baby's rights. Well, um, they say, well, how can you? You know, I, I get it. I, I think Jesus is both for right for baby and woman i really do believe that and but at the same time where is that line i don't know where that line is but i don't think it's there at uh, on on the on the table of where a a baby is being born to me that i don't know how you can not call that murder well and let's let's take it a step further california just passed a law that allows a mother to uh end a baby's life 10 days out of the out of the womb See, that's I don't understand, but yet, but yet at the same time, if you if you go and a woman that has a baby inside of her, you will get double charged for murder. Right. You know. So it's that duplicity. So, it's 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 like do as I say, not as I do. Um, kind of to me, like, yeah. you know, you can you want it this way for this for this particular situation, but when it doesn't fit the narrative for um convenience, right? Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. Because more more arguments than not that I've gotten into, especially on this topic, the first thing that people will will go to is the rape and incest um, aspect of abortion. Before, like even before the um, uh, even before uh, the idea of uh, uh, you know of a of a uh, deformity, or in the case where a mother you know a mother would lose her life, or the doctor would have to end the pregnancy to save the mother's life. 
the argument that I've gotten into like 95% of the time, not argument, but debate, is the rape and incest. And so because of that approach, I went and did some research on, you know, the amount of abortions that happen based on rape and incest. We're talking if there's 4,000 abortions done a day, we're talking 40 abortions done out of the 4,000 that are because of a, a claimed rape or incest. Four percent. Okay. So, so we're no, 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 no. That's that's that's. I'm sorry. That's uh, one uh, percent. Right, right, right. I said four percent. Right. Well, I, I, well, I, knew, that, I knew. I knew you. I knew you. I knew what you meant. But, but that's my point. So, statistically, right. We're, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about factuals, just like I had the conversation yesterday, and we were talking about statistics, uh, about you know we 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 discussed white privilege, uh, we discussed the differences in uh, in the climates of different parts of the country, and whether it's um, you know like a democratic mindset or a republican mindset, you know you know where do where do I stand on those like you know republican side versus democratic side. And I told my boy straight up, I said, look, man, I'll be honest. There are th some things that the Republican Party does that I don't agree with. There are some things that the Democratic Party does that I don't agree with and vice versa. Things that the Republicans do, I agree with. And things that the Democratic Party do that I agree with. But I think that, and this is where we both came to a real common ground, is like, where does the scripture land on things and topics? You know, where does the scripture land on homosexuality? Where does the scripture land on drunkenness? or on someone who's a thief or an adulterer or a murderer. And let's be honest, those things in our society and our culture are uh, very serious and detrimental to who we are and our character, but also think that there's grace. But we can pick this up next week. Uh, you are listening to TK's A Brigade. I am your host, TK. You can find the TK's A Brigade on all the major platforms. I have my special guest, Rock Armstrong, on today. We will pick up next week with Rock and continue this conversation. And so until then, people, peace.